If you did a whole show called Dick Stories, they did the pup. <laughs> nobody you would know, show I up. I never saw it, but they did the puppetry of the penis. A bunch yeah, of that's guys with foreskin stretching their dicks around into different shapes. Yeah, that's like balloon animals with <laughs> yeah. your dick. That's totally that's so different. Entertaining. Well, most people just want to go see how big your dick is that you could actually do a balloon animal with it. <laughs> Welcome to the Perfect Ten Podcast. I'm Lana Turner, and I have a guest co-host today, Mr. Sam Tripoli. Hello, everybody. Perfect Ten. Hello. <laughs> awesome. It's so good to see you. I love you. It's, I'm very blessed you asked me to do this. I'm excited about being here, and I'm excited about talking about hot topics. Yes. Well, we got a hot one for you. It's so cool to have you here because today we have an amazing topic for you. The Vagina Monologues is a show that Kat and I did um, a couple months ago with a, another comic, Sheena Metal. And uh, I know you have a lot to say about vaginas, and we'll come back to that in a minute, but I want to hear how you are. Oh, about how I am? My vagina's great. <laughs> my vagina's doing awesome. Even my after vagina's, last night? My vagina's singing and dancing. That's my <laughs> vagina. My, uh, my, I like to make my vagina tap dance. That's what I like to do. Uh, I'm great, man. My life's great. I've been just uh, gigging a lot, doing some road stuff. You know, uh, just working on a couple things. I'm in a movie call coming out about a stand-up comedy that I'm very excited about. So just got good stuff going on. Just grinding, you know, the grind. I'm going to try to shoot my special soon. I got somebody who wants to fund it. So just grinding. Got an hour of comedy that I'm really excited about. A bunch of crazy-ass stories that I want to put out. Like, I have this thing where it's like I feel like comedy, there's like there's not a lot of spectrums of comedy like i feel like everything's really like safe i feel like everything's kind of hacky now very ethnic everything's <laughs> ethnic you know i'm there i'm this oh my mom is like and that's great i just want a wide range i like i want to do like the quentin tarantino stuff of comedy like really honest true edgy like storytelling stuff and that's kind of what i've been working on for the last year since my last cd came out about all these crazy stories that happened to me in my life and that's finally coming together and it's it's so interesting because i've been working on all these jokes forever and usually you'll have like a great story that will have like just a little piece is missing and it's just like and sometimes it will take like up to a year to find that little piece that finally you put in there and the whole bit comes together which is really fun so i finally have all that going on so that's what i'm working on awesome last night was insane yeah i was at the comedy store you were at the comedy store we were both uh, doing uh, our parts in the uh, very uh the very popular roast battles in the belly room at the comedy store uh it's a really hot it's like this really weird show that's like it overpacks it's like uh the probably the best show in la right now and uh I was judging you were performing, and it got a little crazy at the comedy store. Yeah, well, that show always gets crazy, but what happened? In, I, I, I missed, I found out about it this morning where yeah. somebody got shot. Yeah, somebody got shot in the uh, in the patio at the comedy store, which is the craziest thing. Now, that's not the first time guns have been fired at the comedy store. I mean, over the like the 40 years it's been there. I think I can know of two other times in 40 years, but it's the first time somebody's walked up and it was basically somebody put a hit on somebody. Right? Just walked up, a guy was hanging out and just put six in him and it's just like and ran off. It's traumatizing. I saw his shoes on the floor. They still had his shoes there, man. I'll, and it was like, it's really sad, dude. It's like, 
You know, it's like I, we just live in this weird society where everything is like gun violence on television and I, all the uh, YouTube's all about commenting. So you have like this weird kind of energy at comedy clubs now where like people come to heckle, they get violent. I've had people swing on me on stage. And then the fact that somebody brought a gun to uh, the comedy store is just Weird, because the comedy store is in such a great place. It's such an amazing comedy club, and you know they didn't have anything to do with this, and nobody had anything. Everybody just goes to the comedy store to hang out and and party and laugh, and it's just some asshole came and decided to like the room. It just really sucks. Well, it, it's not very funny. There's nothing funny. I, right. I'm trying to find the funny. I'm like, ah, there's nothing there. Yeah, they, I'm yeah. shooting blanks. Like lots say. of people have died at the store. But yeah, oh yeah, I was doing a joke last night. I'm like, two people died here tonight. You know. Yeah, uh, yeah it was weird, man. It's just scary to be so in close, so in such close proximity to something like that. I mean, it. it it could have been very easy to have been in the path of that. Yeah, and it's weird when you're just hanging out. You're like, who's got a gun here now? You know, it's like you got to wonder that. Like that guy drove up there with this and it was very specific that's the whole thing like that guy came up to that dude if you watch enough first 48 you always hear like this is a passion crime you know like he came definitely the fucking you know you put six in a guy like that that this was this was a, a crime of passion you know there was obviously something going on there that was very uh personal and uh, but it's just weird. Why would you ever bring a gun to a comedy club? I just don't get like this country. It's so weird. Like I was just in, in Arizona. Like you can carry a gun anywhere you want in Arizona. Right. Like you can go to like Chuck E. Cheese and like someone gets your order fucking wrong. And then uh, next thing you know, you're in Reservoir Dogs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everybody's fucking popping. It. You know, it's just like, I, you know, and I do a joke about it now. It's like on stage about how like, you know, I've learned through life that you can't solve a problem with more of the problem. You know, like I've tried that with cocaine and Jack Daniels and it just <laughs> and it doesn't fucking work. And I've been, you know, and I just get in this whole time about I got in a high speed car chase with police helicopters one you time. You did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this Albanian was chasing me around. Uh, I, I tapped this tow truck. Uh, I, this tow truck had parked illegally at the 7-Eleven and I tap it. And I didn't think anything of it. I'm leaving this fucking tow truck, tries to run me and my buddy off the road. And we're just driving through uh, Hollywood Boulevard. And I see police helicopters everywhere. And I realize they're looking for me. And the truth of the matter is, is like uh, I got out of the high speed car chase by uh, valet parking my car, which is a true story. Really? I, yeah, I valet parked my car at this uh, hotel that I, I had friends at. And they took my car, and that's how I got away. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, it's, it's this great story I tell, but yeah, it's like, it's crazy. So you pulled your car into Valley and they lost, they, they weren't able to find you anymore? Yeah, they just yeah lost I jumped the... in, Maz Jabrani picked me up and we went and did a gig in San Diego. Oh, which that's is amazing. Like, that's like, that's the closest white people get to making a run to Mexico is going to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're just like, I'm going to San Diego. So then that's how I got away. And then I was like, they, I called the cops and like, hey, I want to report this guy running me off the road. And he's like, we've been looking for you. Huh? All of LAPD is out right now trying to find you. Where are you? And I'm like, you know, I don't care what. That is cool to hear. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of LAPD is But nothing, there was no fallout? Like, they didn't have your license? They weren't able to... Like... No, because I go, I go, hey, man, I just want to let you know that, that guy tried to run me off the road five times, and that's why I was running, and I have witnesses in the car that will tell you that, that guy tried... And, they, and I go, it's like this crazy Albanian guy. And they're like, oh, they're crazy, and they never heard from him. 
And then two weeks. Wait, the cop said that? Yeah. Oh, he's Albanian? Yeah. Oh, we get it now. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And then, then uh, yeah, I never heard from him again. And it was, I just got away. It was, I mean, like, we were going straight up, like, the movie Ronin. We were just, like, flying through West Hollywood. Like, no uh, no stop signs. I would just be flying through. And this, this is very funny. In a car that Pablo Francisco had bought me way back in the day that he won in, like, a cocaine-fueled poker game. What? Which is a true story. Yeah, he had got a car and he bought it for Rita. Rita didn't want it because it was like this 1985 Ford Mustang, which is like the one year that like Ford just put out a giant piece of shit. So nobody really <laughs> wanted it. But I needed a car at the time. So Pablo's like, you want it? I'm like, fuck yeah. So I took it and I drove it around for a while. Then I gave it to my friend and then my friend gave it to somebody. So that car got passed around to a bunch of like broke comics who needed cars. That's that's amazing that Pablo that's so cool. Pablo's the nice He's Pablo so is the nicest guy on the planet. I mean like he'll give you anything. I haven't talked to him in a while, I haven't seen him. You know, everybody's doing their own thing, but you know, he was the nicest fucking guy. He would always be nice to me, give me cash or give me cars when I need it. So I'm very thankful. So yeah. That is a fucking unbelievable story. You have an unbelievable life. Yeah. Are you ready to talk about vaginas? Yeah. Well, I'm always ready to talk about vaginas. <laughs> All right, cool. I want you to listen to a little bit of what we did recently. Check this out. My vagina's angry. Pussy. <laughs> That's how I lovingly refer to mine. Oh, I love that. Pussy. I love that voice. Yeah? That sounds like an esophagus that's been dented by a couple dicks in its day, right? Like, listen to that, right? A couple just, bang, 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 you know, right? That's great. That's a great voice. I love that thing. My vagina's angry. I have this theory about men and women. When, when men and women don't get laid, they react completely different. Uh, when when men don't get laid and ha have sex, they get creepy. They start looking at weird shit on the internet. They end up like outside of like windows, staring and doing sh crazy stuff. Now, when women don't get laid, they get angry. Like they get really angry. You can just tell when a woman hasn't gotten dick in a while. They get a very <laughs> angry vibe. They got their short fuse and they're they're snapping at everybody because you know you, you need to get a little laid once in a while. It's just it's a totally different weird thing. Man, <laughs> women need uh, need vibrators to not be angry. Yeah, you know, yeah. I and I love and you know men. Can they can they masturbate their way out of being creeps? No, <laughs> you know, uh, women like to kind of beat off the crazy in guys in a weird way. You know, they kind of it's almost like your your craziness grows, 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 and women just kind of like zap that all out, and it's just it's just weird. Every guy I know doesn't get laid is a creepy motherfucker. <laughs> All right, let's listen to some more. Do you know what the oh. vagina monologues is? I'm just curious if your personal. It's uh, isn't it just like uh, women doing stories about their vaginas? It's like one vagina. It's like an empower. Okay, so the vagina monologues is kind of like an. It's meant to be a woman empowerment and using the vagina kind of like as that. A guy is any uh, any guys in the audience? Yeah, there were there any, were yeah. Just but I guess guys don't ever need to use their dick as a point of power because it just guys are just. Well, powerful. no one would go to that show <laughs> if a guy was just like my dick likes to dance. My dick, you know, nobody's gonna fucking give a shit. <laughs> Even yeah, though guys, there's a song like that, but I you love know. my dick. It's yeah. one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Mickey Avalon. He was yeah. on this. He was on our podcast. I love Mickey Avalon. He's the shit, man. You know, but nobody's gonna. Hey, man, here's an hour of me just talking about how empowering my cock is. You know what I'm saying? I guess though, but I mean, there's also the Banana Lady and the Ping Pong Show. I mean, all those sorts of things are. 
people go see Do you that. put the woman who d- shoots ping pongs out of her snatch in, in the, the same kind of monologue, thing? In the vagina monologue, that would be the best show ever. <laughs> the finale is everybody shooting ping pong balls out of their vagina. I think she. it would be great at the end of the vagina monologues. The ping pong woman comes out and just personalizes everyone's experience at the vagina monologue <laughs> by shooting like a little bit ping pong with like their name or like some fortune cookie saying on it. How great would that be if at the end you just catch a ball that says like, you know, good fortune coming your way or something like that. <laughs> You are power, more powerful now. <laughs> yeah, you are more powerful. <laughs> Let's go back and you can hear some of the women backstage. And I'm surrounded by a room full of the most amazing women. And I want to find out why these vaginas are here. Let's go find out. Oh, I was invited. Of course. And my vagina was invited. <laughs> so we're here together. How do you feel about hair down there? Oh, well. <laughs> this old lady gave a segment about hair down there. She read That's what she read, and Lana just asked her about her own hair. I tried shaving my vagina once, you know, just to see what it felt like, because I kept hearing about it. And I used to uh, do a women's gym class at the Y, Long Beach. And one of the women there, <clears throat> she had it all shaved except for just right, a few little hairs, just the right close in. But the outside was shaved. And I thought, oh my goodness. How? And she said, oh, well, I like it that way. And I guess she was used to it. So I, I tried it once. Well, actually, when you have a baby, they shave it. Too, and it was like prickly. But then I thought, you know, after I saw she was really happy having her shape, so I thought, well, I'll try one more time. So I did, <laughs> and it's true, it just gets too prickly. So and this I, woman, pioneer how, woman, she's. I don't know, she's probably in her 70s, and she's so giddy talking about looking at another woman's vagina in the locker room, huh? Yeah. I mean, well, just think about what it was like when she was 20 and how it was completely different. Well, maybe it wasn't. I think everyone was just doing the same shit. It was just how open you were about it before, Hmm. you know? I mean, I like a big bush, so I don't know what everybody's talking about. I'm not. I'm a big bush guy. Really? I like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I'll go with a mohawk if you want to like big bush, but trim it down so we can both kind of have some. But I'm just not into a, like a shaved bush. I, I just I want to see. So, I want to know I'm with an adult. That's what <laughs> I want to see. I don't want to be with a 30 year old looking at a 13 year old. That's all I'm saying. I just I want a bush. Right. Right, I but, mean, but like, like lots of like a big. I'm not saying like schizophrenic crazy bush, you know. I'm just saying like, I mean, it's got to be trimmed. But I want something down you want there. Some hair. You don't want it to be just. Do you like guys with no hair around their nuts? <laughs> uh, right. No. You want some fur down there. You're like you're with a man. You want some musky fur down there. That's how it goes. Yeah, you don't. Uh, there's, you know, depends. Depends on what's going on. What do you mean? Well, like if it's a giant, like. Bush that's just, no, I mean yeah. nobody wants like a fucking afro 70s, down there, right? Yeah. But I would like a little bit, right? You know, it's a bush. Well, You're looking sense. at a beaver. It's supposed to have something. Yes, it's grown up shit. Yes, <laughs> you want like a grown up snatch. You don't want dick. to be picking hair out of your teeth. No, nobody wants that. Okay, <laughs> maybe yeah, just a mohawk, just a strip, but it's furry. It's a long strip. That'd be really great. A mullet, maybe that'd be fun. Could you make a mullet on your fucking bush? That'd be crazy. Well, yeah, if you can't get to the back. Yeah, right? You don't I, want a hairy butthole, though. Do you? No, you don't. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, you You got to wax that shit. I do like a butthole, though, but I'm, I'm, I've been eating ass since 1985. <laughs> that's a true story. 
I asked when I was in first grade. I was going to say 1985. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Wait, what? You, how old were you? You're for not first grade. Yeah, I was. There was these crazy kids down the street. These two uh, sisters that had. Uh, a French Canadian stepdad, and I don't know, they were just frisky, and I just ate ass for the first time. In first grade? Yeah, I got my dick sucked in first grade too. Wh- how old were the was the girl? They were my age. Girls. Oh, it was two girls. Yeah, they were sisters. First graders? Yeah, first and second grade. Well, she should have been second grade, but she failed. Oh. Yeah. And they so they gave you a BJ like in first grade? Yeah. No, no, first you you are like eight. Yeah. They I'm not. So they didn't have any hair. No. Oh. Maybe that's why I like hair. Maybe it was traumatized. Maybe, but no, you, no, no. And you, it was great. And you licked their buttholes. Yeah. Did it just get creepy in here? <laughs> no, not at all. I'm just no, like this is wild. Like it's just. I'm imagining because my child is in first grade. Okay. They're ba- It's just a baby. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. They shouldn't. They. They don't even know. I mean, but they would have had to have seen it to have put that together. It's weird, man. You just do it. You just feel like that's it, and you do it. So and then, from that point forward, were you super like sexual and? I was super sexual, and then I got like to high school, and then I just I don't know why I just because in high school funny isn't sexy. So I only had like one or two girlfriends in high school, and then I got to college, and then it got crazy. But like my later years in high school, nothing. It was weird. And then I got to college and it got crazy. I loved college. High yeah. school is weird. When you're when you're the class clown in high school, that girls don't find funny sexy at that point. Oh. You I got yeah, told Yeah, you're you're kind of like a naughty boy. You're kind of like a retard. That's what they told me. They're like, yeah, my friend goes, "Listen, if I didn't know you, I think you were retarded." And I'm like, "Okay, that explains everything." And then I got to college and it totally changed. I went to school in Vegas. It was great. Interesting. So then you were right back at eating butthole again. Yeah, right out the gate, man. And now everybody's doing it like they just d- discovered something. And I've been like, I'm like oh. the Rosa Parks of ass eating. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, like, I did it way back in the day. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so much more fun talking to you. <laughs> so when you're with a woman now for the first time, are they, they're usually shaved. Yeah. So do you have to, like, request that if you hook up again, they let it grow? Like when, when, when we want to go steady to show me that. <laughs> So if you want to go steady, I need a fat bush, okay? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I want your bush to scare off other men from wanting to go down there. So I need a big Sasquatch snatch, okay? <laughs> Can I have that? You know? No, I have just... you ever had a woman refuse to get hairy for you? No, I mean, I'm not really forceful on it. I'm you not, hey, oh, give it to me. No, I'm, I'm cool. But I mean, if you're requesting, yeah, I would prefer a little bit down there. Got it. I just think it's hotter. I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I, th- I don't know why. It's just like less... F- everybody, nobody wants fur anymore. I just like... I think it's adult. You know? I just... Everybody's hairless. It's just weird to me. I don't know why girls have nothing down there. It's just... It's just... I'm not into it. Just a little bit. Give me it's a little It's a lot tail. of work, too, to get rid of all your hair. Yeah. And it's all... It's Yeah, it's prickly, like Grandma said. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> what if your grandma was like, yeah, I shaved it once in a while. And, you know, when your dad came home from World War II, I bleached my asshole just to let her know, uh, just let him know how, how thankful I am for his service to this country. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's yeah. go back to it. Let's hear some more. I was masturbating before I could even walk. I loved it. It's my favorite thing to do on the planet. Yeah. I had to hide it because, I mean, my mom said, you, own, you don't do it, it's selfish, and you need to save your sex for with your husband. And I got to tell you, 
I masturbate with my Ooh. husband, and um, he's gonna love that I said that. But it's so awesome! I love it. Yeah, I think uh, you should uh, masturbate as much as you want to. Yeah. I think I think though that when it gets weird is when you start watching too much pornography. Then that's when it gets fucking. It becomes, I think, detrimental. What is too much? <laughs> what do you want? The hours? Um, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, man. I used to party a lot, so I, I would watch a lot of pornography. Like, I would go deep down the rabbit hole, you know, back in the day, and it was like... But how much do you... Don't you just need enough to finish what you're doing, or just you want to... Yeah, keep... but when you're, like, you know, when you're doing certain things, man, you, you you don't finish. You just keep going and going and going, and then you're not even watching for sex. You're watching for... I used to watch for cinematography, you know, and cinematography. <laughs> like, I would, I would be watching for, like, camera angles. Like, I want to know what director got it you know like do they understand how to shoot pornography the right way it's like it's not even about watching it and getting off it's just like who gets fucking angles that's what i was looking at and it was just like so you just start going deep down this fucking rabbit hole if you watch too much porn it 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 fucks your head up i think i'm not anti-porn at all i think porn is great it's just like it's too much of anything is not good for you I don't care what it is, whether it's uh, the Green Bay Packers, <laughs> Jesus Christ, in and out whatever it is, man. If it's too much, it's not good for you. And uh, that same thing with pornography. A little porn here and there, not good. You I, know? No, that's good, but that's too good. much. Yeah, you got too much, bad. You know, I used to, what I used to do is because when I first moved to L.A., I, I, you know, in Vegas, I was just going crazy with women. And then I moved to L.A., and I went on this really bad cold, cold streak because, you know, s- status has a lot in, ter- in terms of why w- women giving up the pussy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of status fucking going out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they want a guy that can help them out, you mean? In a whole, you know, women are attracted to alphas. And, you know, like, the, the the bigger name you are, the more famous you are, the more women want to fuck you. Like, there's, uh, you know, Steve-O has a great saying that women want to fuck famous guys more than guys want to fuck women. Like, there's this whole kind of thing where, like, they're just attracted like, women can make a name, a reputation, and a career off of fucking the right guy. Like, Amber Rose right now. Like, do you know who that is? Do you mm. know who Amber Rose yeah. is? Why do we know about her? I don't know who she is. She dated Kanye West. She fucked Kanye oh, West, right? Kanye That's Kanye like West. Kanye West. Like, like you fucked the right guy, suddenly you have a name, and you're at the, you know, like Dave Chappelle, I think, had a joke about that, where, like, you could be at a party and be like, oh, that's the chick who fucked George Clooney. You know what I'm saying? Like, women are attracted. So when I moved to L.A., I, I was on a really bad cold streak, so I would, like, I would be going through my, uh, my uh, highlight reel in my head of, like, my greatest hits. But it was like getting really weird because like I w- like for, for some of my highlights are so old. It was like watching like a 1985 Sports Center where they like the color was a little off, the hairstyles were weird, and the girl was like the age I fooled around with her, but I was my age now. So it was like this really old creepy guy with this really young girl, <laughs> and like and nobody was really having fun at all at that time. So it was like yeah. So I just say go through your highlight reel. That's m- watch a little porn here and there, but you know do the greatest hits. In in watching porn or in your head? In you your mean, head. In your head. So that that's where you can avoid actually having to reach out into the world of porn and just use what you've Well, because what, what when, you watch, when you watch porn, you start going deeper. 
you got to go deeper. What you watch right. for a little while isn't really? exciting. You end up going weird, and then all of a sudden this thing pops Just up. Straight. You're like, what the fuck is that? You're like, that's weird. And then it gets you off. To, does it make you feel weirder because you got off to something just so creepy? Well, you, you don't start thinking that, but then like well, the first the... time you're like, that's weird, but then all of a sudden it pops up again and you remember having a boner or being fucking Wait, wet. Wait, what's the you? creepiest thing that you ever jerked off to? <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird question. <laughs> Well, I mean, jerked off to or, or came just to, watched. Or okay, no, well, watched is one. I I've guess seen tranny porn before. I didn't, didn't jerk off excited. to. I just kind of like was, okay, what's, because if you watch enough porn, you're you're going to go check that. And then you're like, okay, that's not really my That's thing. not for you. Know, you got yeah. to push next the button you, and see what's for you and what's not yeah, for you. Yeah, next thing you know, you're watching like fucking interracial gangbang porn. And you're like, well, well how do you get here? Like, well, what is this? And then you're like, well, that is for me. Okay, <laughs> like, let's like watch that. another video. <laughs> Interesting. So you're saying just explore what's in your head and that might be... I'm not... Listen, I'm not saying don't watch porn. Watch porn. Just don't watch too much of it. Right. Because then you become almost more into watching the porn than actually the fucking... The actual being sexual. Well, she was just talking about just masturbation in general. Yeah, I, I'm awesome for it. that is. Women so, should just who, who finger blast all the time. decides that they're anti-masturbation really needs to just go masturbate and relax. Well, the truth is, is like most of your quote unquote sexual sins are just acts that don't produce more fucking religious people. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't butt fuck, you can't jerk off, you can't be gay, you can't. Why? Because all those don't produce more right, religious, more religious people. Yes. That's hilarious. You know, it's just it's just the truth. It's just so stupid. You know, if I could go back in time, I would just love to just go back when they were making all the books and just take out all those stupid little rules that made everybody just crazy. You know, like priests can't get laid or, you know, uh, Muslims can't drink beer or dance or, you know, and women have to walk around like ninjas. If you take away <laughs> all that shit, like the world would be such a better fucking place. So if people better. can release themselves, you know? Yeah. So then... Sam, your message to the world is masturbate and feel better. Yeah, why not? It's free. <laughs> Let's check out a little bit more about our little vagina monologue. So basically, two days ago, basically I'm a quadriplegic. Let me just break that down really quick. So I need nursing and everything, like assistants to come in to help me. So two days ago, I had a nurse that was going to come in, never met her or anything. And she was only going to come in for one day. So I was thinking, my God, my life is that I meet strangers. And immediately they have to put me into a bed, take off my clothes, and voila, they see my vagina within five minutes. So ever since I've been in a chair, I've noticed that when I have caretakers or assistants or nurses or whatever, within five minutes, they're seeing my vagina. And I was like, what kind of life is that? Can you imagine meeting a stranger and then within five minutes they're looking right up into your vagina so they can clean it and do whatever to it and everything so i thought why am i doing reclaiming cunt i should be talking about my vagina about how people actually look at it within five minutes that's on a serious note but on a fun note they always think that people that are paralyzed can't feel their vagina but we could feel i'm paralyzed from the neck down so at yeah, first yes i didn't feel anything well i didn't i didn't feel anything and i didn't move anything but then uh, three years after my accident, I left the country and I went to Portugal and I had a stem cell surgery. So it helped bring back some movement. Wow. And then it brought back a lot of sensation. Wow. So thank God I could feel my vagina. Wait. Stem cell research? That's crazy. And like, you know, it's like you got to go to another country to get that. Like right. how nuts is that? 
There's so many people who have these religious views that don't want science to progress, and I'm fine with that. You don't want to. You don't want to get the sins of being associated with that. So sign, fine. Sign a paper that says you have nothing to do with this. You want nothing to do with this, and you'll be absolved of all your sins. And that, right. But if we discover some stuff and it makes the world a better place, you get no part of that. Right. You can't use it. None of your kids can use it. You're not allowed to enjoy the benefits of fucking pagans, scientists who've come up with stuff that helped a, a girl, a woman who was fucking um, so, it was so so tragic that she's paralyzed from the neck down. Now she can use her arms, legs, and she can feel her vagina. Her vagina. Yeah. You know, um, Ronald Reagan was really anti-stem cell research, and then he got Alzheimer's, and after he died, Nancy Reagan came out and said, it was a mistake. We shouldn't have, like, and you're like, yeah, you... You have you just, agenda. Everybody plays with these idiots. These like, you know, I don't know what happened in this country, but suddenly like we all played to the dumb. Right. We played down. Right. Well, the woman that that we talked to is so beautiful and amazing. Her name's Angela Rockwood, and she was like, like she's such a positive. I almost want, we're gonna have to get her to come into the podcast just separately because she's such a phenomenal woman. And that day was filled with phenomenal women. Just getting together. It was such a girl power kind of thing, which I know you're so into girl power. <laughs> he said whatever. But it was it was really it was really, really cool. We Kat and I both had the opportunity to meet all these cool women and talk about empowerment and um, we're gonna have a little video from the experience posted online. So you guys can check that out at um, we'll have it linked up to the perfect ten podcast website and go to my YouTube Facebook page and I'll have it all up on there for you guys. Boom. Boom. Thank you so much for listening, Sam. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me on. I'm a big fan and you're a great person. I appreciate you having me on the show. Thank you, Lana. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Perfect Ten. Tune in next week when we'll do it again. Hit up Facebook and Twitter and tell all of your friends and well, you get the idea. Subscribe. Visit our page on iTunes. Leave us plenty of comments and a high rating. Check out our website at perfect10pod.com. We'll see you next week. Suckers.